What is up, everyone? We're here getting ready for week four of the 2022 NFL season. Today, it's September 29th, Thursday. We've got a great Thursday night football game ahead of us. Uh, but we've got a little different twist tonight. Usually, I'm joined by my co-commissioner, Chaz Daly, because of circumstances regarding the hurricane coming through Florida. I have with me tonight, number one in standings, Will Hickson. Will, say what's up to everybody. What's up? Uh, does this mean that I've officially taken over Chucha's spot in the standings and as co-commissioner? It's starting to feel that way, I will say. But another great weekend for you, another not-so-great weekend for me. Um, what What's the secret, man? What are you doing right to start off this season so far? Uh, number one, first and foremost, no spreadsheets. Mm. Uh, I think that's a big no-no in fantasy. I got to got to go with your gut. Got to have a good draft. It's tough to dig out of a hole like you have. Yeah, you're in a good spot, and uh, you're being active. Maybe not so much in trades, but definitely on the waiver wire. Uh, maybe a little Nobody too like active. That. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. But the hot teams are staying hot. So sitting at the top, we've got the undefeated. We've got Kurds, Ranchwater Wranglers. And Don Patrol, kind of a uh, unsuspecting top three, but nonetheless well earned, well deserved. Davis's run for an undefeated season fell short with a loss this past weekend, so he is now two and one. Uh, but that's a recap as far as the undefeated teams of last week and how they're sitting this week. Any surprises there so far for you? Uh, I mean, I'm always surprised that 25 Savage, uh, three weeks in a row, can't get a dub. I feel like he's he's always been uh, at the top, even if he's not even if he doesn't have the best team, he's always right there and puts up a lot of points. And uh, team's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Long season ahead of us still, so let's not jump to too many conclusions here. No conclusions here. I uh, I mentioned last week after an atrocious start and and continued that on. Uh, I've got my shit list put together, and I'm starting this revenge tour this week, week four five and six this week i'm playing will gray week five i'm playing joey and week six i'm matched up against the kurds i'm predicting i'm gonna go three and oh in all of those games so we'll see (laughs) i went winless in september okay this weekend starts october i'm feeling pretty good going into october now yeah i think i think you'll uh you'll get one you'll get one in there (laughs) i I don't know about three uh you you got some work to do too uh before what what's your what's your highest scoring week so far uh, it was probably week one, uh, but I've made a few trades, a little, uh, mixing things up here and there, and maybe, maybe a couple more trades before the week's said and done, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it shapes out. Your, your second love child, Damian Pierce, he's coming on strong. I'd like to think so. Uh, and through luck of my own, uh, kind of as just an additional piece in a trade last week, I was given Jamal Williams. Uh, I like that. so with Swift's injury, He's definitely going to be slotted into my lineup as well. So maybe some uh, firepower for these backup running backs. Uh, well, not backups, but guys that I didn't have slotted as my number one and two going in to start the season. So we'll see. We'll break it down here in just a second. But a very important reinstallment to the podcast. We're going across the pond for games in London. Once again, bringing this back, Will, what you think of that? I'm going to look to have a cup of tea uh, a Sunday morning, um, with, and I'm going to take it to London. Uh, it's been it's been many a many a year since uh, they they fit the the lover. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the London. Ooh, taking the London. I love that. And stats will back you up on that. Guys, set your alarms early. Sunday morning, we've got an early game, early kickoff. Vikings, Saints, kind of a snooze fest. Vikings are two and a half point favorites. They're going across the pond. They're playing in London. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think of these games? Well, do you enjoy them? Are they just kind of too showy for you? What, what do you think of the NFL partnering and doing stuff like this at the midseason? Uh, until they can get a game that features a team that anybody cares about, I'm, I'm just not ever going to watch it. Um, and th- there's just no energy. There's, the energy is different. I guess there is energy, but it's just really different. It uh, doesn't feel like NFL at all. Um, but I, I like that. I like that you can get up and and really quickly things get going. Yeah. And that, I mean, fantasy is it's it's kind of cool, but I'm probably not going to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I'd be interested to see like the financial impact of the NFL if they're even breaking even on these games. I know they're reaching new audiences, a new market, letting you know fans see the game live for the first time. Uh, but... Are they looking in Germany? Is that a thing? Did I hear that? I think, yeah, Germany, Mexico, and England are, are the places they have targeted for their... I think, I think Green Bay is going to Germany next year. Is That'd that right? big. I'll, I'll do some fact-checking. I was going to say the guy that does all the fact-checking for Joe Rogan, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> but anyway, to your point, looking at some stats for these games that are played in London... The favorites pretty much sweep these competitions. So put your money on the Vikings. Favorites for London games are 26 and 1. And against the spread, they're 17 and 10. So highly favorited. Uh, and they pretty much stayed a chalk when playing these games. And then talking about the under, most of the games do end up going under the point total. Uh, six of the last eight games have gone under by more than 12 points. So these are just snooze fest. Players are exhausted from the trip, just not really playing up to snuff. Um, Some decent talent in these games when you're thinking about uh, Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I think Jameis still has a broken back, so I'm not expecting too much production. Uh, Does that play a factor at all? I know you have a Lave on your roster. Is he staying in your flex this week, or do you have any hesitation there? I, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time taking him out unless he has a couple of games in a row that uh, are, are terrible. So he's he's in there yep. now. Um, I, I don't see any world where I, I take him out yet. Um, on October 9th, Packers and Giants play um, at Tottenham's stadium. This year? Yeah, yeah, this year. Okay. And then the, the next one is the 30th of October, and it's Denver and Jacksonville. Okay, okay. Of course, you got to get the Jags over there. Yeah, yeah. That's their home game for them, too. That's yeah, tough. it sure is. All right. Well, that's going to be a fun one. Kurds, go ahead. Take a look at the standings for us. Walk us through it top to bottom. Tell us what surprises you, and let's talk a little bit about that. All right, here we go. Top to bottom. There are a few interesting things in here, I think. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to start at the top, so it's not. this is not a, any sort of humble brag or uh, any of the like. Uh, Title 10 Kurds in first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, points four. This is this is the interesting one for me. Um, the points four are uh, are big. Real uh, big. 60, 62 more than the number two 
ranch waters. And I mean, I'll, I'll give Lamar a lot of credit there. Um, I know uh, I was getting a little shit for that in the, in the group meet the other day, but even if Lamar would have had normal Lamar games, uh, I still be in good shape. Anyway, ranch water, second place, still looking strong. Uh, he's deep too. That's what I like about him. Yeah. Uh, he, anybody can go down and he's got a replacement. So I, I stand firm in my belief that he needs to, not even open the app, uh, just leave his lineup uh, until he has to make a move. Uh, Don Patrol, I love it. Uh, nothing makes me happier than to see uh, ET getting dubs uh, after everyone shits on him at all times. Uh, Chrome Domes still scares me. Uh, he's got second most points for, mm-hmm. also by a lot, um, over 20 points more than than Joey, too. Uh, so he's, he's going to be right there, I have no doubt. And he's deep too. He's he's another one that just has a ton of bench points every week. Uh, Davis at number five, King of the North. Uh, I think he'll have to he'll have to make some bad moves to not make the playoffs. But it gets super interesting, I think. Here, um, Mob is the only team that's won two in a row who isn't three and zero, and. He's the only so he's the only one that has a, a win two streak out by his name, which I think is interesting. Um, if he could have if he could have squeaked by in week one, he would be uh, he'd be up there in standings, but still points four. He's struggling to to put a lot up there. Uh, Fighter Town Mavs uh, at number seven, uh, another a solid team uh, that can that can go off or or kind of really go under uh at any given week and then you got then you got you're you're sliding into the bottom tier here uh as far as performance so far kyle's kyle's team he's he's right there with with uh with ethan and mob uh with points four so i, I think he's got a, he's still got a good shot if he can get a few lucky breaks but i think Chaz mentioned it last week he just is so unlucky um the last couple of years yeah um, and then, then we, then we got, we got some, some low, low points for here. <laughs> I'm a chooch at three thirteen, uh, 25 Savage, not, not, not terrible. Three forty two, Uh, but he's, he's in the 10 spot, uh, 11 Louisville comma KY hot tub time gear emoji, uh, in the 11 spot at two seventy points for holy cow. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, our commissioner, our lord, dead last, dead last. We've seen it before, uh, but but this is bad. I don't know if you have anything to say about it, but because well, I'm done because you're at the end. Yeah, uh, you know the whole thing about to to be first, you actually have to be last. Uh, I think that's that. biblical. Yes, uh, I'm sitting in last place. I have the needle. We're we're quite a parody here, you and I. Will you're sitting in first? I'm in last. You almost have double my points Look at uh, that. through three weeks. So there, there's not a lot I can defend here, uh, and I won't. There's nothing more I can say on that. I will say an interesting element to our league through the first three weeks is you think about the guys that are the most vocal, the guys that talk smack, right, hype up their teams, mm-hmm. talk trash about other teams. You don't see those names near the top. It's true. Well, I mean, I, I've been talking a lot of shit, but well, I, I think you're less vocal than some of the names that come to mind. For sure. And so for me, 
it's going to be interesting to see if they stay vocal, if they change up their strategy, if they get a little bit more intense, focused in, let uh, the guys at the top do all the talking through their play. But, uh, man, it's been tough for myself, for Daniel, for Chaz, for Ethan, and even for Davis. I mean, I know he got that loss last week, but he dropped significantly in standings, uh, is on the borderline. I mean, we're he's sitting in the fifth position. Only the top five teams in terms of standings make the playoffs, right? Because the sixth team yeah. is the automatic qualifier for points four. So yeah, I forgot about that rule. Sitting, I like that. If you're sitting in that sixth spot, there's absolutely no guarantee. You're competing with the other six teams further yeah. down on the standings than you for most points four. So uh, it puts a lot of people in a tough start, me in particular, me and uh, Ryan <laughs> both. Low points four to start out. We're going to have to crack that top five if we want any prayer in making the playoffs. So it's going to get interesting as the weeks progress. Uh, but thank you. That was a great breakdown of the standings we have today. Hey, one more quick thing that you can't fault Davis for trying. Uh, he sent out more trades than anybody, I think, by a lot. And it says he has only one move on the year. Uh, so I, maybe they haven't been the best uh, trade offers, but uh, he's trying. Yeah, and I think that's including both trades and acquisitions. So he yeah. might not be being too active. He might like his team. Who knows? Uh, leading the acquisition count or leading the moves count is Daniel. He's made quite a few trades, doing a lot. Those wins aren't coming easy for him, though. That's that's just tradition, though. Daniel's going to lead that category every year. Oh. Davis uh, should have got Mac Hollins. Well, let's talk about it. Moving into trades and acquisitions. Again, we're going to start with the acquisitions. Wednesday morning, we woke up, tried to see what players we got. Uh, the biggest spender was you sitting in first place in standings, spending the most money on the waiver wire. Uh, you're doing something right. And maybe this is the move to go for you were big going after a wide receiver. You liked the week that Mac Hollins put forward last week. You bid $63 for him and got him. You also bid $63 in Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, but since you got Mac Hollins, that did not process through. Um, you know, you, you got your guy, so I'm not going to fault you for spending that much money, but maybe talk a little bit as to why you felt like you needed to add some talented wide receiver depth to your lineup. Uh, I won't defend myself too hard. And that was just, that was kind of stupid. Um, kind of an idiot, but I thought about it all day and I've justified it. Um, Good. Thank you. Um, I don't think fab means a whole lot in this 12 team format because there is nothing out there. And I think this was, I, I gave it about seven seconds of thought uh, yesterday when I put in the bid. Um, so I, I think my, my quick passing thought was this might be one of the last couple of weeks where we're going to see someone break out. Um, usually you don't see that halfway through the year or yep. in the last few, it's just not going to happen. Like, you know, I'm thinking at this point, Unless my boy Christian Watson busts up for a couple of big games in the next two weeks, it's probably not happening this year. Um, so, and you know, same with like James Cook, uh, other you know, other rookies that people took flyers on at the end of the draft. Um, I think we've got a couple more weeks where these kind of guys have a big game and then they continue it. Um, so, I don't think Fabs. I think that that dollar is going to decrease in value quickly starting now so yep. um 
there's and I'm convinced there's going to be no running backs out there. So uh, I, that's my uh, that's my long uh, defense. Yeah, that's, being an idiot and spending uh, over half my dollars. A, a fair way to rationalize it. I mean, he popped off had a huge week, 30 fantasy points, 10 targets, eight receptions, 158 yards and a touchdown. Um, do you see that as being sustainable in this Las Vegas offense? The only team in the NFL that's 0-3, they were without um, blanking on his name. Renfro. Uh, thank you. They were out without Hunter Renfro because of concussion. Um, do you feel like this is sustainable going forward for Mac Hollins? I mean, obviously not 30 points, but seeing somewhere in the range of 7 to 10 targets? Uh, no. Okay. Fair nope. enough. Nope, Does it make you feel worse knowing that you could have bid $6 and received Mac Hollins to your roster? I mean, yes, but again, I, I just, <laughs> other than like being kind of embarrassed by it, I, I don't care about the money. Yeah, you're in first place. There's not a lot to be embarrassed about. There's just not going to be a whole lot out there to spend the money on. I'm pretty convinced. I think everybody's that's... got all the handcuffs. Everybody's yep. got all the wide receiver fours, a bunch of tight end, you know, backup, tight, not backup tight ends, but kind of second tier tight ends. So like, who the hell are you going to get on wafers? That's a great point. All right, let's move on in. Let's talk about the game tonight, Thursday night football. We've got a phenomenal game, probably, if not the first best matchup this week, first or second, definitely one of the top two. We've got the Dolphins going into Cincinnati, playing the Bengals. But not only that, we're seeing some pretty unique jerseys. So this uh, season, the NFL has allowed teams to select alternate helmets week four, so this week. Uh, four teams will be using it for the first time this season. We've got the Commanders unveiling their alternate helmet. It's all black. The Saints unveiling their alternate helmet. Uh, it's got Florida Lee stickers on the side. Will, you and I were talking about it a little bit before the podcast. We're not big fans of this helmet for the Saints. Uh, big yuck on that one. Uh, Could have done a lot better. Big yuck. Maybe it's a European thing. We're, they're playing in London, so maybe uh, the fans will like seeing that on the side of their helmets. Uh, we have the Giants unveiling their helmet, which I think is just one or two shades darker blue. Uh, nothing too flashy about that. Uh, and then the favorite of them all, the Bengals, going with the all-white, the white Bengal look matched with their all-white jerseys. Uh, sex appeal to the max. Mm. Joe Burrow is going to get women so excited uh, tonight. That's Ohio for you, baby. All right. Cincinnati's four-point favorites, that line is a little bit surprising to me uh, considering the Dolphins' dominant performance in Week 2 against the Ravens and just how their team has shaped up together. Uh, the over-under is 47 points, which if you don't follow over-unders, that is a huge over-under for the NFL. Uh, to give you some comparison, that's 10 points higher than last Thursday night's matchup. Uh, so 47 points, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. We're all predicting it. It's going to be fun. Let's first take a look at the Bengals. Um, Fantasy-wise, Chooch has the Burrow-Jamar Chase stack. I think that's going to be fun, exciting for him. Uh, he's mentioned on the podcast before that Thursday night football games make or break your weekend, right? And for him especially, he's got his QB and his first-round draft pick going up in this this game. So a lot's on the line for Chooch going into this weekend. He's sitting at one and two in standings. I'm feeling nervous for him. How are you feeling about that? I don't – I mean, that line, I don't know where it came from, and I, I'm not as smart as Vegas, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. 
I think I think they're going to. I don't. The Dolphins' defense isn't uh, anything to write home about, but the Bengals' offense has not looked flawless by any means. No, they look but, much better on paper, and I yeah. think a lot of people are carrying forward their Super Bowl run last year, yeah. um, or Super Bowl appearance run last year. So we'll see. And then uh, continuing on with the Bengals, we got Joe Mixon in the backfield had a really poor Week Three. Um, largely due to an ankle injury, was only limited to 6.8 points. Um, we'll see if he can get back on track. The Dolphins aren't great at stopping the run, so this could be uh, an interesting matchup for him. Um, and then lastly, T. Higgins. Kurds, he's on your team. He's had an improved weeks two and three. Um, if you're just looking at weeks two and three, he's kind of has the same target share as Jamar Chase. So that's got to be exciting for you, a guy you didn't spend as much draft capital on. Um, what do you think and what do you make of the of the Bengals? I know you just said they're a little overhyped, but fantasy-wise, do you like all these players starting in lineups? Oh, yeah, especially. I mean, I would be a little nervous if I had Mixon just because I think they're going to struggle to run the ball as much as they did last year, and it doesn't seem like he's getting quite as many targets out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love I love having I love having T of of two guys that I was targeting in the draft. Um or of all the guys I was targeting in the draft, I got I got T and uh Amon Ra. Uh but I, I love I love T. Uh I think that was that was one of those like kind of no brainer under the radars. Like of course people are gonna be targeting Chase and he's gonna get their number two corner. Um like he and he's he's a big guy. Like he's getting he's getting all kinds of targets inside the 20. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I think he's he might end up with more touchdowns because their big play abilities hasn't shown yet this year. So um, I, I love having them. Yeah. Yeah. Great player. I actually went back to the draft to try and, you know, dissect where things went wrong for me. Uh, you drafted <laughs> right next to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it was round four. Uh, you picked Amon Ross St. Brown right before I picked Gabriel Davis. Uh, mm. Gabe Davis was a guy I was targeting. And it got down to that point. I thought you were going to take a wide receiver, and I was praying that you would take Amon Ra over Gabe Davis, which you did, and that's turned out fantastic for you. So great pick there. Uh, I hope that that continues forward with that. Thank you. That's very kind. All right, let's look at the other side of the ball. Let's talk about the Dolphins, one of uh, the most exciting offenses we've seen, uh, probably starting in the offseason, just acquiring talent, acquiring pieces around Tua, um, a lot of criticism in the offseason. If Tua could really sustain, be an accurate passer, he's got two of the top five fantasy wide receivers in Waddle on Ethan Brown's team and Tyreek Hill on Joey's team. Um, not too much you can really fault those guys for, but there's definitely been a boomer bust element, at least with Tyreek. Uh, Chaz is noted for saying that Waddle is boomer bust. Uh, which he's definitely not. He's got the highest floor uh, of a wide receiver, maybe in the NFL behind Cooper Cup. Uh, But Tyreek Hill goes for 45 points, balls it up with 4.8 points in week three. There's that boomer bust that you're seeing. Uh, But both of these guys are posed to have a pretty big week here at Cincinnati. Yeah, no, that's, that's classic Tyreek though. Even, even in Kansas city, um, you love to have him because the possibility is endless, but it's, it's nerve wracking. I'd rather have, I'd rather have a solid, you know, 
13, 14, 15 every week rather than the uh, the mega game followed by, you know, two catches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's he's always been that way. But he's always also always been on teams with like plenty of uh, room to spread the ball around. And so, I mean, I, I'm glad I don't have any Dolphins this year because they've got five guys that could go off any given week. Yeah, and I mean, head coach and offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, he, the way he's calling these games, it's very Madden-esque. It's, mm. if you look at it on paper, just in terms of yardage, they have the second most passing yards in the NFL behind the Bills and the second least rushing yards. So they're running gun or, you know, spread the field, pass the ball down, get these guys in space. Um, very interesting dynamic, but this makes the backfield like you want to have players on good teams. The dolphins have shown themselves to be a very good team, a lot of high powered offense, but the backfield is very head scratching. I mean, you've got two running backs that you feel like could serve roles with chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, but have really not been performing. I think at this point, Mostert's a bench play and Edmonds is a flex at best. I don't, I don't think you can put him in with confidence into your lineup. I know, uh, will gray, and the Lexington mob has him on his bench right now. If he was on the podcast, I'd definitely push him a little bit, see if he would be even curious into putting him into his lineup. But just like you alluded to, you're kind of staying away from this Dolphins offense right now in terms of fantasy. Yeah, it's like a it's like a scary line from Vegas. You just you can you can say that you'd bet it, but uh, in all reality, you should stay away. All right. Well, give me a pick for this game. Are you taking the Dolphins or the Bengals? Uh. I don't believe in them necessarily, but I'll go Bengals because it's uh, it's at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. Is that new? It's disgusting. It's news to me. And I was where did uh, Paul Brown go outside the stadium a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, I still I still like him. I like him in Cincinnati. I think I think they will be better than what they've shown. Uh, we're I think that line is waiting for their breakout game. Uh, I don't necessarily know. Think it'll be this one, uh, but they they ought to play better. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think the Bengals are going to win this game. I think their defense is going to get up for a big primetime matchup. Um, but again, I think a lot of fantasy points will be scored. So we'll see how it how it turns out. All right, let's move on in and let's talk about the matchups for this week. Uh, usually, this is Chaz and I breaking down. So this. We'll, we'll give picks. We'll talk about these matchups, but this won't go to the actual count um, for Chaz and I for the commissioner picks. But here we go. Week four, we're going to start things off by looking at the one and two Fightertown Mavericks, Ethan Brown's team, going up against the undefeated 3-0 and Dawn Patrol. On paper, these teams look like their records should be reversed. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Ethan's got a really strong team. He's had some tough breaks recently. We've talked about him previously on the pod. He could very easily be 3-0, especially with his points four. Uh, and Don Patrol just squeaking by, surprisingly coming out with a victory. Uh, halfway through Sunday, he was already cashing out, saying that he was going to be 2-1, <laughs> and one, seceding to me. But, of course, he was playing me. So Reverse psychology. Exactly, exactly, and it paid off for him. Um, what do you like about either of these lineups? And talk a little bit about this matchup. I, I don't think we've picked a, a game of the week this week but i think this is my favorite to watch because kind of what you just said 
uh, Don maybe uh, be might be batting above his abilities here um, with his team. I don't think they're bad by any means, um, but he he does not have a three and zero squad on paper, and uh, and Fighter Town Mavs uh, they're they're just due. So uh, I th- I think this will be this will be a really tight one, um, and and I like uh, I'm gonna be watching it. Yeah, I think Don Patrol, a couple things jump out to me, and it's his wide receivers he's got in right now. He's got Stephon Diggs, wide receiver one, and then he also has Zay Jones and DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore, let me read you this stat line. Seven receptions for 88 yards and a touchdown. It's a decent fantasy week, right? Mm-hmm. That is DJ Moore's stats through the first three weeks of the season. Completely yeah, I- underperforming. Baker Mayfield has to be a lot to blame there. Uh, less than impressive, but he's had other pieces that have really bolstered him up. I talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire being very quietly running back five as of last week. He continued that, and he's running back four on the fantasy season this week, averaging just over 17 points per game. Um, not a lot really gets you excited about this team, but he's got a good baseline, a good floor, and he's averaging about 140 fantasy points per week. Yeah, the floor floor is good. I think you can you can bank on a lot of these guys not completely bombing. Um, Singletary has been better than I thought he would be. He's getting uh, he's getting a good workload uh, for for that type of offense. Uh, and you know, Tua might come out and and sling a good game again. So, I, you know, I, I think he could he could get there. the The Panthers are are booty cheeks, and he needs to get DJ Moore out of that lineup quick. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd put in uh, Cole Beasley before, uh, before I'd let him in that, that flex spot. That would be a tough sell, but you never know. Uh, I teased it a little bit before. I said that the Cincinnati-Miami game was going to be one of the best two matchups this week. The other one, in my opinion, and probably the best matchup is going to be the early slot on Sunday, and that's when Baltimore matches up against Buffalo. I think this is going to be a great game. Don Patrol has two of their big players. Devin Singletary, you just mentioned, he's getting a lot of more utilization in the passing game, had nine receptions last weekend. Uh, and then obviously Stephon Diggs, who can break out and go for 30, 40-plus uh, any given week, depending on the matchups. What are we doing with that game at 1 o'clock? I hate that. That game 100% should have been flexed, but flex scheduling doesn't start till week six. Yeah. So no, I, That's going to be fun, uh, even if it's – even if the Bills pull away at the end, I think uh, it's going to be really fun to watch for at least uh, three quarters. An important game in the AFC, too, because I think both these teams have established themselves at the top of their division. So we're saying the, the top of the AFC North, as in the Ravens, going up against the top of the AFC East with the Bills. Um, could be a preview of the AFC Championship game in late January. So we'll see a lot in store for this weekend. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody would be surprised if, if we saw that one again. Um, but I, I like it personally. Uh, that means that means Lamar is going to be slinging it around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's look at the other side of the ball. Ethan Brown's team, uh, he got George Kittle back last weekend in probably the most pathetic Sunday night football game we've seen in recent history. Um, Kittle only put up, I think, seven fantasy points last week. Um, for a top-tier tight end, you're going to be expecting a lot more out of that. Uh, what do you like on Ethan's roster right now? If 
if this lineup could be summed up by one person, it would be Kirk Cousins. He's not on the lineup. It's the most boring, like steady, kind of you know reliable, but you could bomb at any given week. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not exciting. That's the thing. But it is. I think you can trust it. Which yeah, is fun. I guess it's hard to analyze and break down and really say anything with confidence. Um, the points that we've made before, I keep saying it. Uh, the past catchers that he had have been PPR legends in fantasy football. Uh, they've been okay this year. I think Brandon Cooks has been a little disappointing, uh, but he's had some bright sparks with like Jalen Waddle. And then guys I avoid in the draft, like Cordero Patterson, I thought the the streak that he had going last season was just going to kind of come and go, a little flash in the pan. Um, he's now, I think, in his seventh season in the NFL. He's running back five on the season. So uh, a great pick in the draft. And Antonio Gibson, another guy. That Washington Commanders offense was gross going into the offseason, uh, but they've put up some big numbers. I mean, they have three receivers and then a running back who are all – top 20 at their respective positions. So uh, we'll see if that can continue going forward. I know their schedule is going to get a little bit tougher, uh, but this matchup going to be interesting. We'll see what comes down to it. Um, if I had to pick, I think the fighter town Mavericks are going to even out, go two and two and hand Don patrol his first loss of the season. I mean, technically I agree with you, but uh, you can't go against magic. Don's got it. Uh, he's going to keep rolling. <laughs> Kirk Cousin wins a game every once in a while, just not prime time. He does. All right, let's move on in. Let's talk about our buddy who's underwater now, Chooch. I'm a Chooch. Chaz Daly's team sitting at one and two. Not a great start. Not the start he was hoping for. Going up against Chrome Dome, sitting at two and one, very easily another team that could be sitting at three and zero. Oh, had an unfortunate matchup in week two. Uh, this is going to be. Maybe on paper the game of the week, uh, but what do we like about this matchup going into it? Uh, I really like uh, continuing to see if Saquon is going to be for real back uh, or not. It seems like he is. Uh, he's 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 been fun to watch. Um, and then I also, uh, I mean, I like I like Bateman uh, in Baltimore. I think that's a a super fun one. I think he could continue to get even better as as they figure out their relationship because Lamar keeps throwing those weird little touchdowns to, uh, to what's his face on my team. Uh, Duvernay, Duvernay. I dropped him, I think, but no, I didn't yet. I will drop him. Uh, but he keeps like, you know, throwing touchdowns to guys that aren't really involved. So I, I feel like, I feel like Bateman will, will find his stride in a little bit bigger way. Um, and then of course you can always uh, predict that, Jamar could uh, could go off at, at any given week. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, I think all the hesitation with him is not can he produce, but will he stay healthy? And yeah. taking injury risk aside, I mean, he's a running back one on the season. Uh, looks awesome. Just looks like an absolute stud out there. The Giants offense isn't too exciting, but when you can rely on a guy like that for your fantasy lineup, uh, I have no qualms, obviously, with keeping him as your workhorse, carrying you to wins week in and week out um try looking through the rest of this the the combination of saquon josh allen justin jefferson uh just gives you a super high ceiling week to week we've been saying that over and over with tyler that's why we keep saying he should be three and oh um 
Chaz has had a tough start to the season, and now his schedule is going to get a little bit tougher playing some of these more notable teams. He's matched up here with the Chrome Domes. I don't love his odds. He's going to need a huge game like we alluded to earlier tonight, Thursday night football matchup. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, if he doesn't get that, I think he can already book it that he's going to be one in three going into week five. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot riding on on those two. And then I just I don't understand. It seems so unchooch like to have uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, two running backs on the same team uh, starting. That's just it's not going to work out. I think he's got to find a way to deal one of them. Yeah, it worked uh, great for him week one. Uh, but since has just really not panned out the way he'd hope. Uh, he I'm not sure if he picked up or traded for Khalil Herbert, but the fact that now he feels like he's got a consistent running back with Chicago. We'll, we'll see about the David Montgomery injury news, if that gets serious. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson Jr. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell is going to be back at some point. So there is a scenario where these four running backs could turn into one uh, startable running back by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the trend across the whole league, and I would say most leagues, is um, definitely not four running backs. Way more often would be four wide receivers just the way the year is going and he's got he's got four backs mm-hmm. and only two receivers so that's just that's uh that's a little scary for him all right let's move on to the next matchup a battle of two winless teams we're talking about the louisville kentucky hot tub time machine ryan mccauley's own three team going up against 25 savage and three good news is somebody's gonna get their first one of the season who's it gonna be will <laughs> we can't tie right home team gets the <laughs> Home team gets the uh, the nod. I think technically there is no possibility to tie because the tie then goes to bench points. But if bench points okay. tie, I don't know. That'd be a first. Okay. Well, um... the decimal point system too with quarterbacks, since it technically goes to the tenth place, mm-hmm. uh, there shouldn't be any ties. It's a shame, uh, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear that. Uh, 25 Savage has a much better team than his record suggests. Uh, Devontae's had not quite the year that uh, that he would have if he had anyone competent throwing to him. Uh, Michael Pittman has been uh, – how many weeks has he had him now? Just is this Will this be a second or third week with this Pittman? This will be – he had him last week. Yeah, he had him last week. He put up 15.2 fantasy points. Uh, but that was coming off an injury, so we'll see if the production goes up for him there. Yeah, I mean he should be fine, but again, it's it's a it's a quarterback issue and a whole whole system issue there. But I mean across the board, he has he has a a really good team, and uh, I think he'll end up being fine. Um, I just I don't I don't think this is this is much of a game unless Kamara finds a way to to get up early and. And uh, drink some nice caffeinated tea. <laughs> Going I, I, back to 25 Savages team, uh, would you say over or under 25 trade offers that Daniel has sent out trying to get rid of Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh, nobody wants Juju. And and I think he knows, but he is, he's not backing down. Uh, I'll, I'll go over 25. Over 25 for With 25. Juju involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's bad. bad Juju's still in his lineup. I'm looking at his bench right now. Um, unless he was to flex Melvin Gordon, Naheem Hines, uh, I think Juju is the right option for him. Uh, and I don't believe Juju has a touchdown on the season yet. No, he does not. So, you know, kind of 
regressions in his favor. Maybe he falls in the touchdown, puts up almost 20 points this weekend. They're playing at Tampa Bay, so they're not going to be able to run the ball that great. Uh, they're playing at Tampa Bay. Is that right? Mm, Why not? Oh, where are they going to play? Yeah. That's a good question. Usually they'll go to the away teams. Like, they'll go to Arrowhead. Really? It happened before, yeah. Um, I forget where it was, but it happened a couple of years ago where they ended up going to the away team's uh, stadium, like, last minute. Interesting. I'll have to get Joe Rogan's guy again to look that up. <laughs> but anyway, playing Tampa Bay's run defense, uh, you think that they're going to rely a lot more on the passing game. So maybe Juju has a little breakout game. Uh, and Daniel might be able to trade him next week after a big performance. Well, you never know. Uh, let's look at Ryan McCauley's team real quick. He touched on Kamara. I just think a lot of these guys have been vastly disappointing uh, from yeah. what their expectations were. Even Tom Brady. I mean, those top four right there. I mean, four in a row, five. I mean, you can count Godwin in there too. Godwin because of injury. Lazard. I know a lot of people were big on him with your Packers. It looks like. Romeo Dobbs is taking that spot over. Anybody was dumb to think if they had ever watched a Packers game, Alan Zard is a good receiver. He is not a number one, and he was not ever going to be number one on this team for the full season. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but continuing on, I mean, Cam Akers, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift is now out with injury. J.K. Dobbins, who he drafted injured, still hasn't come back 100%. I mean, this team. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. Uh, and, you know, at least Ryan can say he's not in last place in the league. So there, there's one place right. for him. No, I mean, there were a, a few different sources that, that graded his draft, like top five uh, for the league. Uh, but it just really, like, everything has gone wrong. So I, they say I don't you play the game. All. You do have to play it. They don't play it on paper. All right, I don't really I want to do would change it. his damn logo, though, <laughs> and his name. I'll see if I can go in as commissioner and, and make some edits. But all right, next matchup, I don't even want to talk about it, but it's me. Viva La Tejas sitting 0-3. Viva, that's right. Going up against the mob, Lexington mob. Will Gray was almost on this podcast, but I think he was too scared to try and talk shit to my face. Uh, he just wants to do it through the group me. Uh, that's fine. Some people – like tomato juice, some people like tomato soup, and uh, he likes tomato juice. So, what? anyway, this matchup, I don't even want to talk about it, so we'll take us away on, on what you see here. I was trying to find a way to say that you would win, but I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to win. Yeah, yeah I, I feel the confidence there, and I'm going to also say I'm going to win. That's my analysis, <laughs> my breakdown on this one. No, but for real, I think Will's – uh, we've clowned him a little bit in terms of the trades he's made, right? He trading away first round talent over and over again. He did it again this past week, <laughs> uh, but he secured Jalen Hurts into his lineup. Um, uh, I think by the end of the season, he's going to remain a top three quarterback, if not the number one quarterback in fantasy, uh, just the way that he's able to dominate the game, both through the air and on the ground. Um, just makes him a dynamite fantasy asset. Uh, the running backs get a little thin, but he makes up for that with significant depth and kind of some fun players with high ceilings in terms of wide receivers, looking at guys like A.J. Brown and Drake London primarily. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this matchup, but I will say, and I've been saying it over and over again, if my team performs to what I think they can be, you never know. We'll it's see. not it's not impossible for you this week. Um, 
I do have a question on Mob's team. Does he have one player in the starting lineup that he drafted? And I'm being dead serious. Uh, I don't know a quick way to fact check that, but let's go down the list. Jalen Hurts, he traded for. Leonard Fournette, he traded for. I believe Davis drafted him. Pollard was a a Daniel guy, right? Pollard was Daniel. A.J. Brown was a trade. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, also a trade. Gerald Everett? I think he drafted. No, he was added from waivers. Okay, waivers. Added from waivers. DK Metcalf. Was drafted by the mob. There we go. DK, DK. one of the OGs. Rounders. Drake London, I think he also drafted Drake. Yeah, he also drafted Drake right. London. Uh, so two of his starters the were fourth drafted. Fourth and six rounds. The rest traded, acquired, uh, and he's got a pretty good team. He's sitting at two and one, six in standings. Pretty incredible. Some might say he has a good chance of going three and one, but people are not factoring in. He's on my shit list. This is my revenge <laughs> tour. I'm going to absolutely annihilate him. I'm going to say at least five of his players are going to get devastating injuries, and he's just going to be decimated by Tejas. He said (laughs) the mob hurricanes coming to Texas. Well, he forgot the J. He forgot who he's dealing with. The commissioner's coming for vengeance. Commissioner's in Columbus. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'll give you you a little bit. Yeah, uh, please. I, I, I like your Jamal Williams flex. He's, I mean, I think he's all but certain to get a touchdown, uh, this week especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Najee with a, a good matchup with the Jets, he's gonna mm-hmm. finally get one for you. So that's twelve points. Now I go. just need like well, they're gonna be yards more. associated with. Oh, okay, them. okay, yeah. good. They're not all just gonna be goal line dives. <laughs> and then and then Javante, that's that's a good matchup too against uh the stink stink Raiders. Uh, they just they just have not been able to throw the ball enough to be able to get him involved so they'll get there though um maybe maybe they all click and and you you squeak one out yeah and herbert's playing herbert's playing your texans yeah i had herbert i had herbert on my bench last week uh didn't have a great week i know he's coming off that rib injury uh but he's playing the texans i think it's a get right game for him uh we'll see i mean my saving grace right now is tyler conklin my big tight end, tight end three on the year. What? what? Uh, my wife actually has Conklin on her fantasy team as well. And we were watching the Jets game last Sunday. And it was just the time of my life cheering for his like six or seven or seven. So <laughs> that's been the highlight of my fantasy season. If that's not saying how depressed and disappointed I am, I don't know how else I can kind of paint a picture for you guys. I'm going to stop ragging on you, honestly. I feel bad. No, it's okay. Self-induced. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about a fun matchup. Let's talk about your matchup, Kurds. You've got the VC Stingray sitting at one and two, uh, highly touted as the team with the worst luck in uh, not only the season, but the league history. Uh, going up against Titletown Cheese Curds, number one in standings, three and oh. Can we call them Cheese Curds or what, what no, no, it's, what's the deal? Yeah. No, it, it's Cheese Curds still. Just, you know, just trying to tighten things up. I didn't want to have, yeah. a, I didn't want to have a, a Louisville comma KY hot tub time year emoji situation so you can get you can get a little intricate a little too fast so i like the simplicity uh now on paper the way this matches up espn has this projected as the tightest game of the weekend 1.6 points differentiating these two teams somebody went out if that's the case because i was projected a lot more than that Uh uh-oh david montgomery Montgomery. yeah 
Yeah. So you have another position to fill. So maybe the spread's a little bit Oops. wider. One second, you can refresh. No, I'm going to keep it as it is. So I think I with David Montgomery left. hurt in your starting lineup, that's not looking so good, buddy. No, no, that's definitely that's a big deal uh, for sure because I got nothing. Uh, well, I keep I'm saying gonna... it on the podcast when I break down your teams. If you need a running back. I tried once, and and now I'm not willing to make the same trade I offered you. Uh, yeah, but, no, yeah, that, that's definitely not good. But, I mean, Montgomery scored 1.1 points for me last week, and I put up 160. So, you know, it's it's not out of the question to be okay uh, without anyone in that slot. Who um, on your starting lineup, who would you be most disappointed for if they were out for the rest of the season because of injury? For me or for yeah. them? For you. Your roster would hurt the most if this player went out. And let's take Lamar out of the equation because finding a backup QB on waivers is impossible. So outside of Lamar, what player would you be devastated if they went down because of injury for the rest of the season? T. Really? Yeah, I just I think his his ceiling is uh is super high. And I think he's just gonna be continue to be super consistent. Uh I would I would Close second, say Kelsey, because tight end is like that—that mm-hmm. that just uh, that unicorn position. There's literally two, and yeah. they're playing each other here. Um, but th- there are two that are worth anything in fantasy, and uh, it just makes a huge difference. I didn't want to draft him, but he like—I I think you remember—just he kept getting pushed. Yeah, and I had lap. I had to, um, but that was like not my plan at all. Uh, but I, I'm glad I have him. And then you know, Cup puts up. 20 or 30 points a game. Uh, but I would say in that order. Yeah, that's fair. Amon Ra, I, I, I love him. Uh, but I, I don't I don't know if Detroit is going to be able to keep up their offensive production. Some great analysis there. Yeah, you're very deep at wide receiver, but so is the team you're playing. You've got Kyle Martins, Allen Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Robert Woods. Well, maybe not as deep, but still a pretty good lineup he's going here. Um yeah, if Derrick Henry can continue the trajectory he's on, uh, he's got a big divisional game against Indianapolis, so it should be a fun matchup to watch. Um, but yeah, I guess the most exciting thing about this matchup is going to be the battle of tight ends. Uh, yeah. Mark Andrews has just been dominant, um, and he could definitely cut into the points Lamar Jackson's putting up if he's getting some you know, big-time yardage or maybe a touchdown or two uh, from Lamar that kind of is going to negate the points that you'd receive uh, on your side of the ball. So uh what what do you think about vc sing ray's team this week i i from the beginning thought he had a really good draft and it kind of reminds me of uh 25 savage uh i think they have a similar like we're just kind of waiting on guys like uh like henry and cd uh and mike evans to like have their games that we're used to seeing them have um and then robinson was kind of a, a stretch but had a lot of a lot of hype around him uh, so I, I still think there's a chance for him to get more involved. Uh, and then, you know, Jacobs is one of those guys that everyone was uh, yelling, stay away from. Uh, and I had him last year and uh, he, he kept getting lucky. You know, he'd have he'd have 23 yards, but then he would find the end zone with, you know, three minutes left in the fourth. Uh, but they had a different type of success last year. I, I'm not not scared of the sting race. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not chalking it up as a win, especially with uh, Montgomery out. But I, yeah. I think I think it's a, a super high potential. No, for sure. And I really like Kyle's team that he's put together. Um, 
you know, any team matched up against yours, I think is going to be a tough spot. This is kind of that pivotal week to me, week four in the fantasy season. You know, if, if a guy that you draft in the first three, four, even five rounds hasn't broken out, hasn't put up a game over 25 points, well, let's say 20 points, um, that to me is a red flag and, and something where I start to worry a little bit. Um, so I think for Josh Jacobs, he needs to show up and have a big game against Denver. He's completely healthy. He's still a young running back. Uh, I think he's only 26, 27 years old. Um, but seeing the lack of production, I mean, it happens fast in the NFL. These running backs just mm-hmm. kind of drop off. Um, so we'll see if he can put together a good week for him. But again, matched up against your team. Uh, I like your odds this week to yeah. go 4-0. We'll see. I don't, I don't like Robert Woods down there. <laughs> All right, let's move on in. The final matchup of the weekend. Uh, since it's last, we'll just go ahead and call it game of the weekend, game of the week. Uh, this one might not be all that close. We've got the three and O ranch water Wranglers nipping at your heels. Will going mm. up against King of the North Davis church's team sitting at two and one. Um, I mean, I could literally sit here and talk all day about ranch waters team, talk about his bench. Even, uh, I've offered him numerous trades that just get immediately shut down. Uh, good, so he's taking him. he's taking your advice. He's sitting on his team. He knows they're good. Uh, yeah, I don't know how anyone's going to phase this team. Uh, I might, when you start this analysis, preview ahead to see when you and him are matched up against each other. A couple weeks from now. Um, I guess my, my biggest analysis is that you don't want to play him on any given week. He's kind of like, he's kind of like, uh, what was it? Daniel's team two years ago, whereas like every week was 135 points. Like you could bank on it. And if your team didn't like almost have a perfect week, it wasn't happening. Um they're they're super consistent. Chubb has been even better than uh everyone remembers. And the only thing that I could say, especially you know, comparing him to to my own team is like the the big, big game possibility. I think. I think I have a couple guys that uh, that can put up forty. A couple more guys that could put up forty at any given week, um, but I definitely don't look forward to playing Joey. Yeah, he sets the standard for consistency across the board. I mean, you just look at position rankings going down his list; it's just intimidating to see all those low numbers. Uh, speaking of your all's matchup, that's going to be Week Eight. Um, I don't have the details in front of me, but I know week eight, there are a ton of buys. So that could play a factor into that matchup, uh, but we'll see how that all shapes out for you guys. Let's look on the other side of the ball. King of the North, Davis's team. He's done a few trades, a few deals. Uh, got a lot of questionable players going into this weekend. I don't think there's any serious injuries of note, um, but he's got a dynamic duo in Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook. Uh, two guys that not necessarily been at the top of their game, but are good running backs who you'd never want to bet against. Yeah, no, I I never like to see two really good running backs in that slot. Although this year things have just been a little bit different. Um, but yeah, this is it's one of those teams too that uh, he might he might show up and drop one forty on you. Um, but Indy and Minnesota. You just you, you can't trust those offenses. Uh, and I'm sure he'll link up if he if he keeps these two guys around. I'm sure they'll link up and have a big uh, week. 
every now and then. Uh, but I'd be surprised if 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 they're the ones that are going to carry him. But you know, Michael Thomas, if if Jameis can, uh, honestly, no, I don't believe in Jameis at all. Uh, there's no way he can he can't support uh, two receivers uh, and Kamara. There's just no way. So somebody's got to fall to the bottom there, and it might be Kamara. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, it, that's still a lot of potential there. I, I really like uh, I really like the Chargers. I think they'll they'll bounce back and start putting up some more points again, like like we expected them to. Yeah, Michael Thomas coming off of an injury. Uh, it looks to be a foot injury, which I believe is what held him out for a significant amount of time last season, if not the full season. I'm remembering things really poorly right now. Uh, sat out practice on Wednesday. Going to be flying to London for that game early Sunday morning. Uh, maybe a risky play there for uh, a big matchup with Davis, but we'll see how this shakes out. I said it last week. I'm going to be picking Ranchwater until he proves me wrong and loses a game. So I've got Ranchwater to win this one. Yeah, same. Uh, I feel the same way as you. And uh, to your to your point about Thomas, uh, IBM Watson says it's very risky play. Very uh, 20, risky play. 29% chance to bust uh, to go under six points. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's a pretty high number for somebody like him. Uh, but yeah, I, just a lot of risk on on this team. Even even those two really good running backs, I think, are have been risky plays. So I like uh, I like the Wranglers too. Mm-hmm. All right, well, a fun matchup tonight. Can't wait for it. It's going to be fun to see these two teams go at it. Will, thank you so much for coming in, filling in for Chaz. We wish him uh, safety. Uh, stay safe. Stay dry. Uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Anything to leave the people with, Will? Uh, I hate that question. I got, I'll, I never have anything to leave the people with. I'll just fade you out with some music. Okay, I'll, I'll just keep talking about my third. Just keep talking over music. If you need some love tonight, then I might have just enough. I'm in love. I'm as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I.